Hey friends, you're listening to episode 167 of the Keto Diet Podcast, and today we're chatting all about menopause and weight loss, what to do when you have amenorrhea, how I overcame my ADD, bloating after you fast, and literally all the things. I love these Ask Leanne episodes, and it's been a while since we did one. I love all your guys' questions that you've been submitting over at healthfulpursuit.com slash contact keep submitting them. I will get to them. And it's just so great that um, we can have a little bit of time for me to answer your questions in this sort of setting. And it's just really fun. And I really enjoy doing it. So I hope you really enjoy listening to it. (laughs) If you want to catch up on previous podcast episodes or grab any of the links and resources I share in today's episode, you can head on over to ketodietpodcast.com. Just look for episode 167 on that page and you'll get all of the awesome things. Okay, a couple of uh, great announcements and cool things for y'all. If you haven't already heard, when you share a selfie of yourself with my newest book, Keto for Women, and use the hashtag Keto for Women, I'm donating 25 cents to upwithwomen.org with every share up to a max of $1,000. Now, Up With Women is dedicated to helping recently homeless and at-risk women to rebuild their lives. The cycle of homelessness and poverty can be extraordinarily difficult to escape. Up With Women gives the skills and opportunities to break the cycle. This sort of work means a lot to me. Not a lot of people know my past. I have shared it on shows and interviews before, but when I was experiencing an eating disorder, uh, which started at a very young age, I think it was around nine when behaviors started developing, Looking back, I know how challenging it was for my parents. They worked very, very hard to make sure that we had food on the table and we had clothes on our backs and it was not easy for them whatsoever. And I understood that money was very tight. Even as a child, I remember money being very tight. And so for them, it wasn't like they could take time off to take care of us. We were really left at our own devices of really taking care of ourselves and When I was 16, I think my parents had gotten to a point of like, you need to figure this out and you need to accept help from us or you need to get out of the house. And my mom took me to a halfway house for teenagers, which scared the life out of me. Like, no way was I going to live in that place. So I decided to move out. And in hindsight, well, I don't regret the decision. Had I stayed at home or gone to the halfway house or done whatever, I uh, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today. But I did struggle for a couple of years. I realized quite quickly that you can't get many places without a high school education. So I went back to school. I completed the, my final two years of high school, more self-directed. I finished it in less than a year. I graduated. I then studied nutrition and got into this work and got some really good jobs and some great mentors. And it worked out for me. And I um, was blessed to have the right people in my life at the right time and meeting people. And just it all kind of came together with grace. But that's not everyone's experience. And when I had this idea of doing this social integration thing where people could share the book, use a hashtag, we could donate a bunch of money to an organization. I chose Up With Women for many, many reasons, including asking you guys what you wanted in an organization to donate to. And it just means a lot to me. And I know the women that will be helping with these donations 
to give them the tools that they need and the skills that they desire to really change their life. And thankfully for me, where I was at in that moment, I was really young. I made not so great decisions, but I have a lot of privilege and I had a lot of privilege in that experience. And sometimes that's not the case for a lot of the women that experience much worse things than I have experienced. And I think it's just really important that if we can support each other in this way, and not only like if you don't care about this part, um, not only when you share hashtag keto for women with your social shares, um, we'll donate money, but you're also entered to win a $1,000 Amazon gift card. So yeah, I mean, you benefit, they benefit, we all benefit and yay, women. <laughs> and Last little announcement is that I recently went on a virtual book tour. I did a bunch of readings and things. It was a real blast. If you want to watch those videos and learn from me where I answer questions and we had a really good time, I've included the link in today's show notes, which you can grab at ketodietpodcast.com. Look for episode 167 and you'll be watching all the videos in no time. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. Starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code KETOPODCAST. That's all one word. This 30-day program gives you a clear step-by-step how-to so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles, and get the results you crave. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international bestselling author of The Keto Diet, founder of happyketobody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, we got a bunch of questions. I think I can get through all of them for sure. Our first question is from Sandy. I have a problem since I absolutely dislike coconut and every recipe has this item in it. I don't especially like almond milk, but will do it if I have to. I do lactose-free milk. Do you have any recipes for people like me? Thank you, Sandy. Well, Sandy, I have good news and I have bad news. My dog is snuggling with me on the bed and her name is Coconut. And when I said I don't like coconut, she looked at me like, Who's this lady saying she doesn't like me? It was really cute. Um, Good news is you don't have to like coconut to do keto at all. And you don't need special recipes where they're coconut free. So yay. If, If you follow a recipe that calls for coconut oil, use butter or ghee or lard. It's like a perfect one-to-one replacement. You don't even need to worry about it. For full fat coconut milk, if you can do full like cream is great. You can get into cashew cream, so you could just soak some cashews, blend it up, and use that in place of full-fat coconut milk. Now, that'll work for about, like, 90% of the recipes out there. Anything that calls for full-fat coconut milk, like being whipped, it's not going to work. You actually need, like, whipping cream or full-fat cream. Am I explaining that right? I don't know, like, 
a hundred percent stuff about dairy. So like maybe whipping cream and full fat cream is the same thing. I legit don't know because I don't know dairy that well. And you don't need to like almond milk either. You can do lactose free milk anywhere where almond milk or coconut milk, like light coconut milk is called for. There's also different types of lactose free milks that you can choose from. I mean, there's so many options. So please don't feel like you need, need, need to find coconut free recipes because that'll be kind of hard to do and you can adjust it with those adjustments. Now, when it comes to flaked coconut, a great replacement that works like 90% of the time are hemp seeds. And if you can't do hemp seeds because um, drug testing and things like that, or I think people that are in the military can't do hemp, then you can use sesame seeds. So I hope that was helpful. Also, in my first book, The Keto Diet, and in my second book, The Keto Diet Cookbook, I outline which recipes are coconut-free. So there are lots in there. You can go to ketodietbook.com to check out those books. Okay, next question is from Kim. Hi, Leanne. Strict keto since January 5th, tracking macros, intermittent fasting 16-8, and no cheats. I have only lost 15 pounds and just a few inches overall. I'm 53, one year into menopause. Keto Mojo reads way low. For those of you who don't know, Keto Mojo measures the ketones in your blood. I figured out that I need some guidance and a coach if I'm going to continue to try. I'm contemplating between your program and Dr. Berg's. You both have great advice. Please tell me if you think your program can help me figure out what I'm doing wrong and why it isn't working. Money is so tight right now. I know nothing about Dr. Berg's program, so I can't say whether or not it's different from mine or the same. I have no idea. But what I can tell you is that your body is a little bit different after you've experienced menopause, and that's totally fine. That's okay. I also want to tell you, though, is that from January 5th to when you asked this question, it is totally okay and probably preferred to lose on average one pound a week. We've talked about this in previous episodes. I just want to like really drive that home. One pound a week is great. And if I do the math based on when you submitted this question, you're at about one pound a week. So that's really good. And when it comes to checking your keto mojo or moho, I don't know how you want to say it, reads way low. Now, some people read higher than other people, and that doesn't mean that you're fat adapted or not. It just means that you might not generate as many ketones or that your body is more efficient at using those ketones. So although it is a guide, it's not like scripture and it can't be used 100% to tell you whether or not you're doing stuff right or wrong. What you can try is instead of looking just at the scale as being a victory or not, look at how you're feeling, how things are adjusting. You could also incorporate adjusting your intake. Like if you've been dieting your whole life and you're 53 and you've been on diet after diet after diet for the last 30 or 40 years, chances are your metabolism needs some healing and you could be experiencing that since you are in menopause. Um, so you could definitely look into those options. I would definitely, if you're trying to compare happy keto body to Dr. Berg's program, read through both pages that explain the program. So you can read mine at happyketobody.com read through everything, then read through Dr. Berg's and see which one speaks to you more. I truly, truly believe in reading and then assessing how you feel about what you've just read. And whichever one speaks to you more, 
do that thing. Also, I highly recommend that whichever program you you purchase, that it has some sort of money back guarantee. I don't know about Dr. Berg's program or any other keto program. I do know that for Happy Keto Body, when you purchase, you have 30 days to tell me whether or not you want to keep it. So if after 30 days, you're just like, nah, this isn't working for me, you can ask for a refund and I will give you your money back if it didn't work. So Definitely look at those pieces right now, but I also really, really want you to look at things outside of your scale victories or defeats, as you may think. And also remember that one pound a week is a very, very healthy way to lose weight. And if you want a different perspective on weight loss and more tips on that, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash sample. And I've put together a free guide that you can follow along and maybe get some tips that you didn't know before. Back to today's episode in a sec. Today's episode is sponsored by my friends over at Perfect Keto, who is an awesome company that I've been working with over the last two years, and I love their commitment to quality, their ability to know what us keto people need, because most of their staff are keto themselves. I use their products to stay into ketosis, burn more fat, extend my fasts, and satisfy my sweet tooth. Now, if you're new to the ketogenic diet, Perfect Keto is a brand that you must know. All of their products help you get on the diet, make the transition easier, have you experiencing ketosis a little bit faster with boosted energy so that you really start to benefit from ketosis and you don't get discouraged by all of the symptoms that can pop up if you're not supplementing with electrolytes or not having enough fat or still having too many artificial sweeteners. And my favorite part to this, guys, is when you're new to keto, you can often have that afternoon slump by supplementing with some of their products, specifically their exogenous ketones or their keto collagen and even a little bit of their MCT oil powder. You can help avoid that afternoon slump that we can often experience as we are transitioning to the ketogenic diet. Now, my personal favorite Perfect Keto products include their keto bars, almond butter brownie, has my heart. It is the perfect dessert. Exogenous ketones help to maintain my energy level and give my brain a certain edge that I need every day. And lastly, their nut butter is out of this world. Amazing. Stick that stuff in the freezer, let it sit for 24 hours and go to town. I use their stuff on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day. And if you go to perfectketo.com slash KDP, you can get 20% off their products and up to 25% off a total of $34 off when you grab my favorites as a bundle. Again, that's perfectketo.com slash KDP. Okay, back to today's episode. Okay, Allison writes, Hey Leanne, I really appreciate how open and honest you've been with your life story and I feel like my story mirrors yours in so many ways. I was wondering if you could talk about how you found your naturopathic MD doctor. I've had a menorrhea for almost a year and I would like to work on getting some bioidentical hormones after saliva testing. I've been keto for six months and it's already done wonders for my mood and digestion. Thanks a billion trillion. I will add gazillion to that because it's one of my favorite words. Allison, so, so great that you're starting to feel better and your mood is awesome. You know, your digestion is doing better. These are all great things. The way I found my doctor was that I went through a lot of bad doctors until I found one that was awesome. I highly recommend naturopathic doctors, but like there are a bunch of great naturopathic doctors and there are a bunch of like not so awesome ones, at least for my protocol and kind of what I follow. And I called a lot of doctors to try to find the one that I am now with. A great thing you can do is just ask them how 
how many supplements you can expect to go on. And if they're not just not really willing to talk to you about that, it's just not something that I don't want to waste my time going to a doctor's office and then be told to go on 5 million different supplements. And that was my experience over and over and over again with these naturopathic doctors. They were like, take this supplement and this supplement and this supplement. And in reality, it was like five that I truly needed. (laughs) I really like a naturopathic doctor that has a team of people around them. So a really, really, really great example of this is Spectra Wellness Solutions. They're in Tampa. I would highly recommend that even if you vacation to Tampa twice a year, it's worth booking an appointment with Dr. Lisa Coach. She's one of my dear friends. I go to her all the time with my health issues and questions, and she has a team of people that understand the ketogenic diet, that understand women's bodies, that come from all different walks of life, and it's so great to just walk in that clinic and have all of my needs cared for. So look for stuff like that. I look for a team of people, a doctor that's going to recommend only the supplements you need that has experience with bioidentical hormones. That's another big one. You can even ask them, who is your uh, recommended compounding pharmacy? And if they say, huh, don't bother. It's not worth your time. If they don't know what a compounding pharmacy is, then it's probably not something that you want to entertain. So those are some ideas based on my own experience. And I'm sure there are other things, but that's just what I've experienced in finding a doctor that works well for me. Okay, next question is from Michelle. I know you are not a doctor. Wouldn't that be great, Michelle? Seriously, if I had like, oh, if I could just clone myself and one of us could like go to Harvard for a bazillion years and then walk out a doctor, I would totally do it. But I like have so many things to do in my life and I really don't want to go back to school. (laughs) So I know you're not a doctor, but I still trust your input in matters of health because of what you have shared. I'm 62, 5 foot 3, 225 pounds, and I follow keto like 90% of the time. Not crazy about sweets. I'm allergic to gluten and stay away from bread, soy, and sweets, that 90%. Still, I cannot lose weight. And here is where my thyroid comes in, hypothyroidism. I've heard about collagen, but don't know which one to buy. So many brands. Any recommendations? Collagen foods. Thank you. Okay, first off, collagen is really, really great, but I don't think it's going to be like super substantial to your thyroid health. It's an awesome supplement. And if you're struggling with eating enough protein, I highly recommend it. My favorite brand is like any brand that's inexpensive. I do Great Lakes. I do Equip Foods. I literally do whatever I can find when it comes to collagen. I really don't notice a difference in quality personally, so I just like eat whatever I can find really. Now when it comes to thyroid help, you really, really want to find a doctor that can test your thyroid, specifically your free T3 and your TSH. If you can just get those two tests, it's really helpful. I just found out about a company called Thyrovans. At the time of this recording, you're able to order bioidentical thyroid supplements on the internet. Now, I am only sharing this with you because there are a lot of people that know their thyroid is messed up. They're working with a doctor, but the doctor wants to give them a prescription to something that they don't respond well to. Or in the case in Canada, a lot of our desiccated thyroid is always, always, always out of stock. So Thyrovans, I haven't tried them before. I just ordered my first pack, so I'll let you guys know what I think if I like it. But here are a couple of tips 
I'm just picking up my book, Keto for Women. I'm on page 370. There's so much on thyroid in this book. It kind of starts at three, page 359 and goes forward. So on page 370, I just talk about diet adjustments. And there are a bunch of small adjustments that you can make to your eating style that'll have a great impact on your thyroid. One of the biggest ones is being conscious of goitrogens. So I'm going to list off some goitrogenic foods maybe to reduce if you're worried about your thyroid. So this includes things like bamboo shoots, bok choy, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cassava, cauliflower, collard greens, edamame, kale, lima beans, mustard greens, peaches, peanuts, pears, pine nuts, rutabagas, soy milk, spinach, strawberries, sweet potato, tempeh, tofu, and turnips. Now, this isn't to say that you have to remove it completely. Just make sure with a lot of this stuff that it is cooked or heated fully. Ultra healing foods for the thyroid is going to include things like beets, cranberries, parsnips, raisins, squash of all kinds, strawberries, almonds, avocados, Brazil nut, ghee, pecans, pumpkin seeds, tahini, walnuts, bell peppers, collards, daikon, Fennel, fermented vegetables, Jerusalem artichokes, mushrooms, sea vegetables, including kelp noodles. Then you have beef, crab, eggs, lobster, organ meats, oysters, salmon, sardines, ground sage, thyme, fresh ginger, fresh rosemary. I mean, the list goes on. Basically, just get my book, Keto for Women. It's often on sale on Amazon. Just go to ketoforwomen.com for more details or just search Keto for Women on Amazon and pick up a copy. There's so much thyroid information on here, I think you could benefit from it, but that'll give you a good start. And I hope that was helpful. Back to today's episode in a sec. I've been a Fabletics VIP since September 2018 and just saved oodles of money on a pair of Pamela shorts, a Hudson seamless bralette, and my new favorite running around town pants, my Kerrigan joggers. If you haven't heard of Fabletics yet, let me give you the Coles Notes version. It's a website with a lot of workout wear for physical activities from the gym and beyond, and the prices are super fair, meaning if what's stopping you from getting out and moving your body is a fresh set of leggings, you can get the leggings and get out there. Fabletics is offering listeners of the podcast an incredible deal you won't want to miss. Get two leggings for only $24. This is a $99 value when you sign up as a VIP. Just go to fabletics.com slash keto to take advantage of this deal now. You'll also receive free shipping on orders over $49 and international shipping is available too. Again, that's fabletics.com slash keto. Unsure of the link? Simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. Next question is from Kate. Hey, Leanne, I know you mentioned both the keto diet and the keto diet cookbook that you were able to overcome your ADD symptoms using keto and were even able to stop taking your medications. Whoop, whoop. I suffer from ADD too, and I've taken medicine for about 10 years, and I would love to be able to ditch them someday. Please help. I'd really love to hear more about your experience and also was wondering if you knew of any other good resources on the topic of keto and ADD. Future podcast episode, wink, wink. Really awesome idea about talking about ADD on the podcast. 
hey, we're talking about it right now. So I was diagnosed with ADD when I was, I don't know, like 12 or something. And I've been on a mixture of Adderall, Ritalin, Dexedrine. Those were kind of like my three weapons of choice. So when I went keto, after about 30 days, I chatted with my doctor about the potential of going off my medication and he was all for it. So we lowered the dosage over time and lowered it. And then I'd go in after a month and talk with him and we were like, okay, let's lower it. And then I went in after a month and talked with him until I was able to go off of it. And I think that process was like, I don't know, like three or three or five months or so. I don't totally remember. Maybe it was like five week gaps, a three week gap. And I just kept checking in and then I went off of it. Now, my experience with ADD gets pretty bad if I've done like crazy carb ups, if I drank um, things other than dry farm wines or things like vodka, vodka's okay, tequila is fine, rum is okay. But like if I overdo it in like sugary stuff or artificial ingredients, if I have too much caffeine, I react. If I'm around a ton of people, and I'm feeling overwhelmed, I can experience a little bit of ADD stuff, but it's nothing, nothing like what it was before. I think there's also a layer of when we are diagnosed with ADD, and this was just my experience, I had a lot of stuff going on. Like I was experiencing an eating disorder. My home life wasn't great. I was under a lot of stress with dance and school and all the things. And so looking back, I wasn't living my best life. And I think that there's also a layer of that. And although like, I don't know if there's any science to support this, I'm just talking about my own experience personally. There's something to be said, at least with my experience with ADD, that it can be very helpful to do what lights you up in order to feel better with more balanced, I guess you could say. I find when I get really overwhelmed and there's lots going on and I'm not feeling grounded or good in my body or in my life, my symptoms like flare up. And so uh, meditation has been really important to me. I'm also playing around with different crystals to keep myself meditated and to kind of get into a practice every morning of keeping myself grounded and supported and calm. So those are a couple of ideas, but I would highly, highly, highly recommend for anyone listening For anyone listening, if you're thinking about going off any medication, you need, need, need to talk to your healthcare provider. Please do not go off your medication without talking to a professional. Okay? Promise? You promise? (laughs) Another thing you could look into, I just had a thought on this, is check what foods you're sensitive to. My husband, Kevin, he is severely sensitive to artificial colors and flavors. And when he eats this stuff, he gets like crazy. Like just his mind's going in various directions. He has a really hard time focusing. And then for me, that could be things like eating too many nuts, eating a lot of chocolate. Like I said, caffeine is really bothersome to me. Certain fats help more than others. So I find for me, if I'm getting too low in my saturated fats, I start to feel a little bit more. So definitely work with your doctor, see what you can do. And I hope that sharing all that was helpful for you. Okay, next and final question. Oh my goodness, this is so fun. I hope you're having a blast too. And if you're not, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Xenia, I hope I'm saying your name right. Hi, Leanne. I've noticed that after I break my 16-hour fast with something like four eggs, I feel bloated. What's the reason? What can I do to combat this? Okay, a couple of thoughts. What are you cooking the eggs in? Maybe switch it up. See how it changes. 
maybe four eggs isn't the best way. You could also have a sensitivity to eggs. So you might want to switch it up, like try with a different cooking oil, see how that works. Maybe try cooking something other than eggs. Maybe try bacon instead or try some, you know, celery sticks with some seed butter and a fatty coffee or something like just switch it up and see what happens. It could also be too much food. And I know that sounds like crazy because like four eggs isn't a lot of food, but if you cook that in fat, it can just be a lot. And it can also depend on how the eggs are cooked, the quality of the eggs. If they're cooked all the way through, you might not experience as much bloat as if they're soft. What do you call it? Over easy. Uh, is that like, I'm not very good with like egg terminology. You cook the egg and you eat it. But if it's all runny, you could react to it differently than if it's fully cooked. And then also it could be a sign that you're not drinking enough water during your fast. So you could also try it. Now, these are just a bunch of ideas. Please, please do not try all of these things at the same time. Otherwise, you're not going to know which one worked and which one didn't, right? So another thing you could try is just make sure that you're drinking enough water while you're fasting. You could also try to incorporate something like Earl Grey tea, which has bergamot oil, which is really helpful to encouraging autophagy, which is really the reason why you'd want to do a 16-hour fast all the time. Change up the food you break with. So like I said, you could switch it up. You could do a shorter fast. You could do a fast that lasts from the afternoon to through to the following morning where you're eating in the morning. Just try different strategies where you're eating at different times, eating different things. If none of that helps, it could just be a digestive issue. So what you could do right before you break your fast, like an hour before, try incorporating things like ginger juice, like just literally juice some ginger and drink it with water. You could even do ginger tea, fennel tea. You could add apple cider vinegar to your drinks. There's an awesome recipe for apple cider vinegar drinks in my first book, The Keto Diet. Is there one in the Keto Diet cookbook? I don't think so, but basically there's that for you. And there is a apple cider complex that I've been using from Paleo Valley. If you guys go to paleovalley.com, slash keto two zero. You can check out their apple cider vinegar complex, which is great, not only for digestive issues, so you don't have to like sip on some ACV, AKA apple cider vinegar. That was a lot of acronyms. I'm sorry. And it's also great for blood sugar stabilization. So if that's one of the reasons why you went keto, that supplement is really helpful for killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, so I hope that that was super helpful. Again, I will include the show notes and everything over at ketodietpodcast.com. Just look for episode 167 and I will see you guys in a couple days. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more keto for women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.